Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You gave me your word you'd stay the hell out of that prison case. Harvey, I... You're going to stand there and tell me you're not working on it? Because Oscar Reyes told me you deserve a medal for what you're doing for him. Harvey, I meant to let the clinic handle it. It just turned out that this thing was bigger than we thought. I, I don't give a shit if it turned into the trial of the century. We had an agreement. No, you had an agreement with Alex, and then I agreed to sign a document. But as it turns out, stopping corruption is more important to me than some client's bottom line. Then grow the hell up, because that ends now. Harvey, I have to see this through. See this through? Are you out of your mind? You think I don't know this is what Gallo was helping you with? I told you Gallo is not going to be a problem. And I told you guys like Gallo are always a problem. Yeah, and what about what I told you happens if I go back on my word with him now? Or what you said about what happens if he calls Rachel? Were you lying when you said you'd pay him if he came through for you? No, I wasn't. Then pay him right now. You can take it out of my pocket, but you're done. Harvey, it's no, not- listen to me, because I don't want there to be any misunderstanding. You spend one more minute on this case, other than telling Oliver it's his, I'm shutting you down. What the hell does that mean? It means I'm going to the hearing tomorrow and telling them that you broke your agreement. And I don't care who the judge is, they'll toss the clinic off the case, and your friend Oscar won't get a dime. Suits, Season 7, Episode 6 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about Home to Roost, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino back here with the guy who just got done stress blending up a couple of prunies. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm great. I, I've, I've been sitting with what I watched in this episode, and I'm feeling good about what we could potentially be seeing in Suits moving forward. And so now I'm, I'm in a really good mood. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I, I had my reservations yes. in season six. Season seven has been tapping into the, okay, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. But I think there's enough intrigue build up in this episode that we should have a lot to speculate about moving Go forward. Go on. Um, very excited. Well, we get um, more of the Harvey and Donna will they, won't they? You know, I don't think that that's um, inappropriate to say at this point that they both clearly have feelings for each other. In the past, we speculated, well, maybe it's professional. Maybe they're friends. Maybe they're friends, but they know better than to make to cross any lines. But, you know, Donna and Harvey are getting really invested in each other's love lives. And so I think that for all the Do Donna Harvey shippers, they're probably out here thinking, this this is this is bad. This is really bad for them because now they both have to pine for each other while they go do other stuff. We also have Alex, who 
has done something nefarious or something. You know, we didn't think we were going to find out about it. Maybe we will. And then for once, it looks like Lewis is on the up and up and he might actually be a well-adjusted human to some extent. So I'm really excited to explore all those options. Um, I am very eager to talk with you about freaking Mike, who is freaking Mike continues to be out of control, even when he gets reined in still is way out there. And I don't know what he's going to do next after this whole business with Alex. And I actually was surprised that by the end of the episode that Harvey came to Alex and kind of was taking Mike's side about things. Yeah. So in this episode, Alex is the one who goes and he gets Mike thrown off of this case. Um, this, um, Mr. Reyes case where they're investigating the prisons. Yeah. We know Mike was told not to do anything. He was he had to sign a document saying that he would stand down. He wouldn't be involved, but he did what he wants anyway because he's Mike Ross and that's all he ever does is what he wants to do. And so Alex burst into the courtroom in the most dramatic fashion, really, and just like, no, shut it down. Shut it down. Mike Ross is a fraud. And they're like, what? No, we already knew that. He's like, oh, no, I mean, Mike Ross should not be working on this case. And everybody goes, oh, okay, well, that's typical. And so uh, at first, Mike is, uh, Oliver is like, what are you talking about? This, I object. You know, he's fine. Mike Ross is not doing anything wrong. And poor Dulé, Alex is like, y'all not about to gaslight me. We will put him on the stand and I will ask him point blank if he is lying, yes or no, you know, should he be here? Yes or no. Did you sign a document? Yes or no. And we will get to the bottom of this. And so Mike immediately stands up and takes the blame. But when this all comes out to Harvey, Harvey's question is, well, well, Mike's question is, well, Alex, if you had an issue with me, then why didn't you just, you know, pull me to the side on some, on the low, low and say, uh, Mike, I hear that you're still doing a thing. Could you not before I embarrass you? But, um, Alex's point is, I've already done that. I did that immediately. I, when I found out about this conflict, I told you yeah. about it. That's why we had you sign the document. We've already gone there. And so when Harvey takes Mike's, uh, I'm sorry, Alex's side at first, I'm thinking, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because we already had this conversation. The problem is Harvey starts to think about why Alex made such a scene and it does look like there's something suspicious going on behind oh, the So scenes. you think that this has something to do with the shady business that he went back to his former law firm and said he would take the complete blame? Absolutely. At first, I wasn't worried about it. But then when Harvey goes and talks to him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that thing that we can never know. Because he goes to him, he's like, Alex. Now, I agreed that Mike Ross was, you know, being a weirdo again. But at the same time, there has to be a reason why you made such a thing. Because Harvey could have done the very same thing. And he told Mike, hey, Mike, if you do this, I will get you thrown off the case. But he didn't actually just burst in there. And Alex probably could have done the same thing. He could have tried to, you know, do the bluff or whatever the case may be that we always see these lawyers do where they say, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. And then if you don't listen to me, then, you know, all hell is going to break loose. Alice said, no, nah, let's just switch to switch to the hell part. Let's just jump right there to the fun part. And he makes this whole scene and it does embarrass the law firm. It really does. You know, PSL gets thrown off this case. They can't keep um, their lawyers in line. Harvey's running a, a circus at this point. So I think if I'm Harvey, I'm thinking, yeah, you could have done me a solid. If, if not, Mike, you could have at least done me as a boss a solid and tell me I'm about to go do something wild in front of everybody at court. 
And so since he didn't, I think Harvey has reason to be suspicious. Yeah, this whole thing has gotten so far out of hand, though. Uh, going back yes. to the beginning of the episode, you know, I feel like that this is also like pretty like uh, classic suit stuff of like Mike Ross just sitting in a full suit, like staring at a cup of coffee. And Rachel comes out like, Mike, what's wrong? Uh, and it turns out going back to that fight that they had, he's like, I've been thinking about what you said about how. You know, I if I give my word, it has to mean something, right? The, the word is the most important thing mm -hmm. to me. So I've been thinking about this, and Rachel's like, "Oh, thank God, Mike thank God. finally came mm -hmm. to your senses." He's like, "Yeah, I gave my word to Oscar Reyes, and so my word to Harvey doesn't mean anything because I gave my word already to Oscar Reyes." And Mike just gets himself like twisted into a pretzel constantly over, like, "I gave my word to this person, I gave my word to this person, I gave my word to this person," and so that he has to do right by. Oscar Reyes, because he gave his word to him so Harvey can suck it. Yeah, he says, you know what? You're right. My word really means a lot to me. So even though I gave it to five people, I'm going to pick and choose which time it which extra time it actually mattered. You know, my fingers were crossed when I said it to Harvey. But to Oscar, I meant every word of it. Uh, he has my undying loyalty right now. I will get him justice or I will get or I will die trying. And he looks insane. insane. You know, Mike Ross, you told uh, Oscar not to take this uh, this big settlement, yeah. which is wild. Um, and you probably could have backdoored and said, OK, Oscar, they're about to get me thrown off this case. It will get thrown out. Would you reconsider the settlement? But he says, no, Oscar doesn't want the settlement. He wants justice. No, Oscar was fine with the settlement. He really was. You wanted him to want justice. Then you incepted that into his mind. And now he's like, justice or a settlement is fine. And now he's getting neither, Mike Ross, because you don't know how to act. You know who else we should be dragging, Rob? Oliver. Oliver, where do you get off? He's been doing this lost deer. Like, oh my God, Mike Ross, what am I going to do? How am I going to do law without you? We have to do the right thing. He's been doing this for like four episodes. And then in this episode where Mike Ross says, hey, the jig is up. We got to come clean. We got to shut this down. Sorry, Oliver. We've done all we can do. I signed this document. You know I signed this document. I really can't help you in court. Oliver's like, excuse me, you son of a bitch. You're just going to leave me at court by myself? Yeah, Oliver, that's the point. You're a lawyer. Mike Ross was not placed here on this earth to fight your fights for you, sir. He's like, but Mike, you agreed. He's like, no, you strong armed me. You completely like cornered me and made me give my word again. You know, and I say made because Mike Ross grown. He could do whatever he wants. But Oliver, you were very much pulling on his heartstrings. And now when he's telling you, Oliver, it's about to go down in the courtroom. We have to stop this. Oliver's like, but why? What what do you you signed a document? It's a it's a document. It doesn't mean anything. It's cool. Do what you want. Oliver, go to hell. This is your fault. Yeah, these Oliver and Mike arguments are so wild because that you know, Oliver, like he knows exactly what buttons to push, but then Mike is also like trying to be Harvey to like yelling at Mike of like, hey Oliver, mm -hmm. grow the hell up. Come on. That, that that you can do you can do this don't put that on me but really like oliver is like very effective when he's making mike feel guilty about stuff so it is hilarious when those two argue with each other about this yeah he's like a he would be a great survivor player oliver has this like this like no what are you doing don't do that don't don't please and mike's like falling for it left and right to this episode is when he finally snapped out of it you know um the little light bulb went off and mike was like Wait a minute. Hold on. You, uh, Oliver, 
You know what you're doing here. You're trying to make me feel bad. You're trying to get me invested in this even more. And so Mike goes the opposite realm. He goes the Harvey realm, which is Oliver, grow your ass up. You knew you was going to be in that courtroom fighting by yourself in the first place. And last time I stood by and held your hand the whole time, you still shit the bed. I was like, oh, no, he said Mm -hmm. it. But he wasn't wrong. Oliver, what are you doing? You knew that this was a possibility from jump. Why are you throwing a big old fit about it? Mike should be able to step away from this case, not be in the courtroom looking like a dumbass when Alex walks in because you are a competent lawyer. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you should be reconsidering your your career at this point because we've seen Oliver do nothing good. I've yet to see the... the, the redeeming yeah, qualities. Oliver's just out of his league. I mean, he got like uh, called up from like, I'm trying to think of what sports I want to use the metaphor, but uh, you know, he basically, you know, got called up from like, you know, double A and now, okay, now he's mm-hmm. in the major leagues, like trying to like fight a class action lawsuit against like a <laughs> huge, like multi-million dollar corporation over like uh, these, uh, the way inmates were wrongfully treated. And I mean, what kind of cases he was in housing court and he blew it a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. And now Mike Ross wants to leave him high and dry and he won't stand for it. I just really start to look at Oliver a little different in this episode because I was thinking, okay, Oliver, yeah, in the past you've shown that you're loose with your morals when it comes to doing right and wrong and like what lines you won't cross. But when you get to the point where it's very clear the writing is on the wall that Mike can't do anything else to help you because Harvey ha- now knows about this big secret y'all were keeping... Oliver's still like, but, but do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, this, whatever. What, what, what Harvey know? What does he do? I'm like, Oliver, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, he knows exactly what he's doing. I, I just love that Mike was like both on like the giving end and the receiving end of like the same lecture about uh, growing up and not acting like a baby and uh, it's time to step mm-hmm. up. Uh, so yeah, Mike had a, a wild episode just overall he goes to frank gallo and he's telling frank gallo that he's gonna get him this money and frank gallo has to testify and then frank gallo ends up leaving a message for harvey which who did not know frank gallo was involved and then harvey's like hey mike what the hell why is frank gallo he's like oh yeah frank gallo uh that he used to live in brooklyn so he knows people. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn he knows the Brooklyn, Brooklyn housing. housing Authority. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that Harvey didn't put two and two together after all of this. I guess he couldn't understand how it ended up at a completely different prison. You know what Frank Gallo would have to do with these allegations. So remember, this prison thing started off as remember that time a guy died in a clinic at a different facility. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Well, now it's turned into um, sanctioned. Uh, like hits that the the guards and uh, and the inmates are doing on different people to kill them in in, um, in the prison cells at a completely different facility. So now, of course, Harvey's like, wait, Frank Gallo's back in the story. Like, why are we talking about him again? Yeah. And then, of course, the wheels are going to start turning, and eventually, he's going to find out. But he doesn't have to worry about that because Frank Gallo's making house calls. I was shocked. He's like, yeah, I got a voicemail today from the prison that said Mike Ross is like, it's starting to piss me off. Why is Frank Gallo still talking about Mike Ross? Uh, But Harvey was such a player in this episode. He said, you know what? I'm not going to ask Mike because Mike is a liar. He will write a sworn statement and just completely go back on it. He will perjure himself. We've seen it all from Mike Ross. I can't trust this man. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to Mr. Reyes himself. And so Harvey knocks on the door of Mr. Reyes, of Oscar. He says, "Uh, yeah, 
Oscar, hi, I'm Harvey Specter. And Oscar's like, okay, go on. And he's like, well, you know, uh, as the uh, the head of Pierce Inspector, I just really wanted to ask about this class action lawsuit. How how's that going? You know, it's everything's going okay with that. Uh, and Mr. Reyes just turns into one of those commercials, you know, with the lawyers that have the the TV ads that talk about how you can go to them for a settlement or for you know or to get a bunch of money. And he's like, no, Mike Ross. Uh, Mike Ross offered was uh told me not to turn down a settlement. I mean, to told me to turn down a settlement because he this knew I could get more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he told me to find out the real truth. So who's ever in charge? I don't want anybody else except Mike Ross and Oliver working on my case. He got justice for my son. He's gonna get justice for all these other people. Mike Ross tears down the red tape. Mike Ross hard on justice. You know, I was like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. we get it, we get it. But <laughs> Harvey at that point is like, all right. This is shenanigans. Like I, I asked this man to do one thing, and he just completely disobeyed me. And he's still working with Oliver. This is crazy. Yeah. Um. So we're supposed that Mike didn't go back to Oscar Reyes. Like you blew it. You you idiot. <laughs> never t- now we can't get- never tell Harvey the truth. That's it. He's like, well, it was your boss. He yeah. asked about how good the work you yeah. were doing. What are you talking I, we about? Can see I mean, Harvey, you know, he reams out Rachel, who ultimately is then going to go back to Mike later on in the episode. Like, uh, like Mike, what the hell? But the other shoe that never ended up dropping, and I don't know if it will, mm-hmm. is that we see Harvey say to Mike, hey, Mike, what's going to happen when Rachel finds out uh, that you've been talking to Frank Gallo? But we never saw Rachel find out about Frank Gallo. And I got to think for Rachel, and I don't know, like, I just feel like that. I don't know if we'll even see Frank Gallo again in uh, this, where Harvey is going to pay $500,000 of his own dollars to Frank Gallo just to keep him happy. Like one of Harvey's like uh, mortal enemies. He's going to just give him $500,000 because Mike screwed up and it's like, "Eh, no big deal. But for Rachel... This is your husband. This is the man you're going to marry and that he is like just going back to Frank Gallo who wants to murder him just to help with the class action lawsuit. Yeah, this is the one you lay with, Rachel. This is the guy. Uh, Yeah, I don't think we're going to find out soon. But there are very few things that are kept secret on suits. Like everything gets back at some point or another. I can't think of a secret that one person knows on this show and someone else doesn't know at this point. Mm. So, yeah, I know that eventually it'll either be uh, Rachel's mad at Harvey because she finds out that Harvey knew or maybe Frank Gallo does. Frank Gallo is going to call Rachel tomorrow. He probably is. I mean, to be fair, Harvey suggested that it would be like, what are you going to do if that happens? But also Harvey just keeps like hammering home. Mike, when Frank Gallo wants revenge, he won't just plot revenge on you. He will sit and he will think and he will try to figure out a way to use what you have against you, uh, you know, and while he's just sitting in jail, you know, biding his time. So I'm thinking, there's a reason why Harvey keeps saying this. If he if he can't get to Mike, he might try to get to Rachel, maybe Rachel's dad. You know, the idea that Mike doesn't have any, you know, loved ones, it's it's not really it's not really true. He has everybody at PSL um that would pretty much take a bullet for him. And then he also has Trevor, who he would take a bullet for, Father Walker, who he would probably take a bullet for, uh and then Rachel, as we all know. And so 
I think that Mike should be concerned about his other people in his life. And Harvey keeps warning him. I'd be shocked if it didn't come out. Okay. We got Alex interrupting uh, the courtroom case. The big fight between Alex and Mike also. Mike has a tiny point and it is why did you do this whole spectacle in front of everybody? You could have had a conversation with me. And I say it's a tiny point because to Alex's yeah. point, he said, I already did that. When with did you. he find out? What do you also, want me to do? Like, it feels like that this whole thing happened like very quickly. Like Alex found out on the way, on the way to work and he had to like swing the U yeah, and drive. That's kind of like was my read on it that it wasn't like Alex was like sitting on this for a couple of days. He's like, okay, the optimal point is I'm going to bust in the courtroom and then and let the right. trial start and then I'll embarrass Mike Ross. Well, I think he has a flair for the dramatics because even if you let the trial start, let's say you get there 30 minutes later and the court is at recess and he goes up to the judge and says, I have a document that says Mike Ross cannot be on here. Um, then that's it. Dismiss. You know, the court, the, 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 the judge is not going to be like, well, we already started, Alex. Where the hell have you been? You know, he's going to say, look, look at this document. It's signed. What's up? And, but he has a flair for the dramatics. He, he burst in like, Psh, it's me, Alex Williams, and I'm here to shut this down. <gasps> Alex Williams here? What does Alex Williams have to say about this? And so, Mike Ross, you son of a bitch. And it's like, God, get your ass out of my courtroom. You know, mm -hmm. he wanted to make the scene. He wanted to make us some good TV. Um, but yeah, he definitely could have just sent the, sent the judge an email. Like, yeah. hey, One of the things here's, here's a Chicago, I would love to know from our associates uh, who work in the legal profession. I feel like these cases come up like real fast. <laughs> like that these things like Mike mm -hmm. is like, all right, we're going to trial on this. And the case is like two days later. And like, I, I know there's probably no way to have like the real time frame, but you would think that these things would play out like much, much longer in the real time. Like for Mike got this no. class action lawsuit uh, together, and maybe people are like, "No, Rob, it really does happen that fast." I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. Uh, the class action lawsuit was a lot of clients, and then they have a lot of, uh, you know, probably evidence they have to go through. They have to do the whole discovery thing. We keep hearing about um, people are deposed. You know, we've seen different steps of these processes on suits, but never in a real linear fashion where we can tell exactly how much time is taken between each mm -hmm. step of the way. And so, yeah, you're right. Between episodes one and, well, I'm sorry, between episodes, what, five and, and seven um, or five and six, we've gone through roughly a couple days, right? Or um, or I guess it's been like one day <laughs> since episode five, so, you know? like so. I think we first see Oscar Reyes in episode two. And so here we are now on episode six. Um, the whole thing with Stephanie that we'll talk about happens in episode one. How much time has passed since the beginning of this season? Has it been a month? Okay, so one thing we did get is a little time frame because when Brian and Lewis are talking in this episode, I think Brian is um, like, I think he's insinuating that it's only been like a day or so um, since since Lewis went off on him because Lewis says, oh, you know, Brian, you know what? I wasn't too mean to you. And Brian's like, yeah, I was actually you were. It was bad. And he's like. What do you mean? Like, how bad? He's like, it was bad enough for me to not forgotten. It's like, oh, well, that was so long ago. And Brian's like, was it? Was it long ago? Because it kind of feels like yesterday. And so I was thinking, was it yesterday? I don't think it was yesterday. You know? A lot of stuff has happened where Stephanie already has like a whole other job and then is also. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's like it was like within the last couple of weeks, but like it can't be yeah. that long. 
Right. So it's been roughly two weeks, probably since the maybe more than that. Like who who leaves a job and gets a job the next day? You know, like she was fired. It wasn't like she, um, you know, mm-hmm. she went out looking for a job. So there's probably a little turnaround where she probably was unemployed for a day or so. I'd have to guess. Yep. Um, so maybe a month. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. Um, well, in this month, uh, should we talk about uh, Harvey and his therapist, or you want to talk about Lewis getting sued? Let's talk about Lewis getting okay, sued because yeah. I have some yeah, strong okay. opinions yeah, about this you, one. You brought up Brian, and, and that conversation with Brian happens at the beginning of the episode, and he's asking Brian, like, uh, "So how bad was it with Stephanie?" Um, and well, like <laughs> Brian way. is trying to save face, uh, and then Lewis is like, "Okay, so I have you on the record as as having this conversation." Okay, got it. Uh, we find out Lewis is being sued for sexual harassment, which we had said from the from jump that Lewis Moment was one. lucky to not have been sued for this. Uh, ultimately, uh, we end up where Lewis is lucky. Stephanie is dropping the suit against him. Yeah, Stephanie has decided to sue Lewis. We find out that her law firm, um, the people there are they're, they're whispering. They're there's buzzing around the office about how did Stephanie even end up here? She was at PSL and now she's all the way down here slumming it with us. Something must have happened. Maybe she can't hack it. And that's bad. So Stephanie's like, oh, I'll tell, I'll show y'all exactly what happened because I was mistreated, I was lied to. And I was sexually harassed by Lewis Litt. And so let's get into it. So she ends up going to sue Lewis. And throughout this episode, I was thinking, well, she absolutely should sue Lewis. And Lewis is guilty. And he he should get whatever he deserves. You know, I, I, there is no redeeming like situation here for Lewis at all. It is just, Lewis, you did this shit live up to it, own it, it's over. But Lewis is fighting tooth and nail to make this go away. He's trying all the Lewis moves. He's begging other people to make it go away. He's also kind of going and yelling at Stephanie, like, that's going to help. And then eventually someone says, have you tried apologizing? And he's like, apologize? That would mean admitting that I was wrong, and I definitely wasn't wrong. Like, yes, Yes, you were. You were absolutely wrong. This, There's no world where you were right in any shape, form, or fashion. You should have been apologizing. The fact that you haven't just goes to show you that this show does not hold Lewis Litt accountable for anything. It don't hold Mike accountable for much, Harvey for much, but Lewis gets away with murder. I mean, he technically has not ever murdered anybody yet. I'm sorry, kidnapping. <laughs> Catnapping. Catnapping. Oh, what is it? Uh, stealing people's property. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. like literal fraud. You know, he too, he too dodged the PSL yeah. downfall that Mike Ross took. Lewis just be getting away with everything. I'm you sorry. do make an interesting point because I do think that we look at things through the prism of like oh, it's Lewis though. He's he's a lovable like uh, like he's crazy, but he's our guy. Like he's. Yeah, you know, but through the outside prism of like from Stephanie's perspective, yeah, this was like really horrible, and uh, she's mm-hmm. she's going to when I could not believe my jaw was on the floor. Uh, two times in this episode, one was when Mike told Rachel he was going to he had to keep his word <laughs> to Oscar Reyes, uh, and then two when Lewis went to go meet Stephanie outside of her apartment and then yes. went off on her 
to tell this history like that, that. Like, you know what? Fine. Now I'm going to show the world how terrible of a lawyer you are. Like, Lewis, no. Oh, Where's the spray bottle says, for Lewis? Right. Calm down. Like, you, you, Katrina told him specifically, she said, hey, Lewis, I know you. I know your instinct is to go and further contact Stephanie. Who is who is suing you for sexual harassment? There is no world where you should go talk to her. You should not go talk to her. Do not go talk to her. Need like it need not be said that you are a lawyer and you know this is the wrong move. And next thing you know, there's Lewis, Stephanie. Look, I I I get it. You're upset. I said some things. You said some things. She's like, what exactly did I say? It's like, listen. We both made mistakes here, but what I won't do is admit that I made a mistake. So you're just going to have to let it go, babe. I'm sorry. You know, and she goes, she, she insinuated that she was going to beat him in the court of law. And Lewis saw red, the little light bulb went off again. And he's like, my reputation is that of a pillar of the legal community. And you're not wiping the floor with shit. Um, Lewis is your reputation that good in the legal community? Are we are we really going to have that conversation? You work for the same fraudulent ass law firm that Mike Ross worked for. Your name is on the wall. People know how you got your name on the wall. It's very obvious mm-hmm. that you were in on this like everybody else was. And on top of that, you have a reputation for being an asshole to associates. All Look no further than Harold Gunderson. If anybody wants to ask, is this something that Lewis would say? Yeah, they should have called just, him to testify. He should have got subpoenaed in Stephanie's case. Exactly. If it had gotten that far. So Lewis goes and chooses the nuclear option where he should have just apologized and said, you know what, Stephanie, I was wrong. And if you want to sue me for this, so be yeah. it. I would love for it to go away. But I get it if it doesn't because I did the crime. I literally did this to you and you are entitled to damages. Yeah. We're going to see where then Brian says to uh, Lewis, like, hey, have you thought about just apologizing? He's like, what? Like, you know, just (laughs) set up Brian, just like say you're sorry, because that that would make me feel better. He's like, that's insane. It's like, uh, and, and he does. He goes there and he opens up to Stephanie and he's very fortunate that Stephanie is, you know, a forgiving person. He really is. He's really fortunate that Stephanie is a, is a nice is a nice person because I'm still thinking, all right, Stephanie, you can accept his apology and also sue him. You know, uh, he did make you look bad. You, you, you shouldn't have to go through this with employers. You really shouldn't, you know? And so for Stephanie, all the, 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 the drama that she's been through, taking this job, getting mistreated, getting talked crazy to by Donna and Rachel of all people, you know, she's like, I didn't need any of this. Like these last few weeks have been stressful. It'd be nice if you threw me a little cash. I think Lewis should, you know, Maybe throw a little money as well. You know, let's let's do a quiet settlement. You know, I'm not dropping the case, but you gon' you you not you might not have to admit guilt. I, I might let you slide on that one because I don't want it on your record, like the Daniel Hardman sexual harassment situation. Which Rob, in the moment, we even said that was probably sexual harassment too. And Lewis is painted it like, no, it's something Daniel Hardman made up. It wasn't happening. You were kind of stalking that one. Yeah, I think it's two different sides of like uh, or two different shades of like sexual harassment i feel like that um 
the this one and again this is uh not i am not a lawyer uh the stephanie thing mm-hmm. uh like i feel like that that was more like the emphasis was on the harassment uh where uh-huh. the issue with i believe what monica was her name um i think yeah. that the that one seemed like a little bit more like on the like sexual in nature uh but the the issue was i feel like that she did not seem to be that harassed uh by it she was basically she's like i can handle lewis like somebody like said something like right. like hey does that bother you she's like it's nothing like are you kidding me lewis right um because but he used to like follow her around and like uh, like watch her eat lunch yeah had she been bothered by it this would have been a very valid claim. Mm-hmm. The thing is that she received it however she received it. And it's up to her on how she feels about that. But his actions. Yeah. If somebody was doing me like that, I'd probably be like, all right, this is kind of inappropriate unless it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Right. But there were grounds so, but, for both of the cases to be clear. Exactly. Yeah. Lewis makes it sound like Daniel Hartman woke up one day and then sent an anonymous letter. Like, you know, Lewis, I think Lewis is kind of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's been kind of doing that on the, on the back end. And Lewis is like, what? These these allegations are have no basis. It's like, mm, yeah, don't they, though? So, yeah, this would have been round two of that. It would have looked horrible on his record. It looked like a repeat offender. And then nobody would have wanted to deal with him. His reputation would be shot, Rob. And so you have to shoot this down. And Clearly. Stephanie hears him out. Yeah, she agrees. She listens to the whole situation with Tara and how Lewis had recently lost the possibility of being a father in that moment. And so how he was lashing out because Brian was about to become a father and Stephanie was defending Brian. And so he said some very hurtful things about her. And he says he said them because they had no basis. It was very clear that anybody would love to have a baby with Stephanie. And Stephanie's like, well, you don't know that I feel that way. You know, she had uh, her own insecurities. And so he really hit close to home. So for her, it was less about uh, Lewis admitting guilt and more about her trying to make herself feel better because he really hurt her feelings. Uh, I like Stephanie, uh, you know, uh, think that she's been a good character to have Brian. Also, I like having uh, him around. So hopefully uh, we see more from him. All right. And then the other part of this story is that Harvey and Dr. Agard and then uh, that Harvey uh, has not yet told Donna about seeing Dr. Agard. Dr. Agard is really forcing the issue about it. Harvey kind of like blows up on her about it. Like, uh, oh, my God, why are you like this? <laughs> why are you hounding me? Get off my back, woman. She says, this was your idea. Mm-hmm. Now, Harvey, you were the one who brought up Donna. It wasn't me. I didn't come home. So so, so when are you going to tell Donna? It was more like Harvey was like, yeah, feeling bad because I don't know how to break this to Donna. And uh, Dr. Agard's like, well, she's a big girl. You should try to talk to her. It's fine. Well, then days later when Dr. Agard's like, so whatever happened with that Donna situation that you brought up? Harvey's like, get off my back. God. Yeah. Oh, all, all you ever do is nag, nag, nag. Leave, leave me In alone. Fairness, woman. I feel like it was literally one day later, and Harvey did have a lot going on. He did, yeah. And he even told her, like, "Hey, I'm not in the best mood." And Paul's like, "Okay, my bad. My my fault. You don't want to tell your little girlfriend about us, you know?" So yeah, it was there was um a little passive aggressive activity there too. Cause I think when someone tells you I'm having a really bad day and I don't want to talk about anything, you kind of leave them alone. Paula's like, I'm a therapist. I get to do what I want. Mm. So you tell me, tell me what I want to know. Yeah. And it does sound like to her that he's dodging the Donna situation. 
Yeah, I feel like uh, just I'm not Harvey. Certainly no one has ever confused us. But I feel like that the idea of like where now I am dating my therapist of like, okay, I've already told you like all of like, the, like my tells, you know, all of my weaknesses. And then like the first argument that you have, it's like, okay, I know what you're thinking that this is like the thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like that. Okay. Yeah. Not this time. He goes, you think, what, you think, you think Donna has feelings for me? She goes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, Remember uh, when you had panic yeah. attacks because she wasn't your secretary anymore? <laughs> and that's why you first started coming to see me because you couldn't handle her not being your secretary? Right. Well, you couldn't even sleep at night anymore. You were passing out at work just because Donna was working down the hall. Harvey, are you mm-hmm. okay? You know, he's like, he's like, that meant nothing. That was prior to this relationship. But the, Dr. Agar, she's slick. She says, Donna's clearly in love with you, Harvey, or at least, you know, to some extent. He, she does not accuse Harvey of having feelings for Donna. He, she kind of goes in the opposite route and says, well, obviously Donna feels a way about this. She should, right? You know, and so he's like, hmm, you're probably right. You, there probably is something there, but I'm going to prove to you that I don't care. So I'm going to go talk to Donna about it. And when he does, Rob, Donna Paulson is like, Oh, what? That, Paula, duh. of course I do. I'm Donna. Duh. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, how would I not know you wore that suit that time? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the shoes that you always wear when you like yeah. somebody. And what about the car? You know? Um, did But you knew Donna did not know, right? Like, you had to, you seen her Well, face. I was like, wait, hold on. Why, why is she saying she knew? Because she, she uh, like, was saying that he was trying to get with Holly Cromwell uh, in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But, like, okay. Uh, but then, like, Rachel comes in. Right. She's like, ah, yeah, I missed something I should have seen. Uh, like, <laughs> I, and it turns out that because she didn't want to see it. And so um, they're going to have a moment at the end of the episode. And... Um, Harvey like comes in and uh, she gives I thought she was giving the can opener back to him but no it's his house key yeah we always laugh and joke about how everyone just walks into Harvey's house mm-hmm. um, and yeah I knew Donna had a key I, I felt like she had a drawer of them though and she just passes them out to whoever wants to be in there um, because there had to be someone letting Jessica in unless Jessica just had a key I think We've walked in and seen Mike Ross just sitting on the couch. You know, I think that Donna's just been letting everybody in anyway. So it was time for her to give up the key. But Donna um, giving this key back, I guess, is symbolic of her kind of letting go of Harvey. But it was a very interesting episode. And I think it was some great acting from Sarah Rafferty because when she's telling Harvey that she already knows, it looks like she's starting to tear up in that moment. And I don't know if Harvey's just not tapped in or if maybe it's just the 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 flames from uh, the fireplace or whatever mm-hmm. reflecting in her eyes. But for some reason, I was thinking, it's very clear that she's upset about this. Like he, anybody with eyes can tell that Donna is not happy. But the thing that I always struggle with with Donna and Harvey's relationship is that they see other people all the time and they don't blink about it. But it's like whenever they can sense that there's an actual real threat, that's when they get... Uh, emotional because Scotty was walking around just willy nilly. She started working at the law firm and everything. And Donna was, was rel- relatively cool about Scotty. Um, but Harvey, he like drew the line at that time. It was um, S- Stephen Huntley. You know, he's like, well, who is Stephen Huntley? What is this guy doing here? Why are you dating this British man? But after that, Donna's had relationships. She's uh, she said that she's been in at least one. And we didn't see Harvey do a big reaction. So it just, it's very telling to me that Donna is looking at 
the relationship between Paula and Harvey and thinking, oh, this could be real. You know, this isn't just Harvey hooking up with his therapist and I need to shut it down because it's unethical. I think he actually likes her and she doesn't have the struggles that other women would have trying to get uh, Harvey to open up because she's a therapist. He's already opened up to her. So maybe Donna can tell that if she's going to have anything with Harvey, Paul is going to be the one thing stepping in the way of that. Chappelle, who gets the Liddy in this episode? <clears> hmm. <throat> <clears throat> Lewis made a lawsuit no. go away, but I mean, it's a lawsuit. He uh, shouldn't have he, had many blunders along the way. I think Lewis is. Yeah. Mike Ross is Mike out too. Out. Yeah. Uh, probably Liddy for Harvey. Oh, you think Harvey? Yeah. Um, I think that Harvey did, uh, you know, pretty well, like professionally. Like, I feel like that the stuff with Dr. Agard was a little bit, uh, unliddy esque. Um, in terms of how he handled some of that, he does make it right by the end of the episode, but he also does not get that Donna did not know the whole time. Uh, I, I was going to pitch Rachel, maybe. Rachel was there for Donna. She was there for Donna. She also was there to, for Mike of like, hey, Mike, like, cut the crap. Like, uh, you are putting the either, like, pick a lane here, buddy. Either work at PSL or work at the east side clinic but can't be doing both and putting me in a bad spot i mean she spoke up but she it did not work it was not it effective work. he tried yeah. to do both yeah he tried to do both I, i'd still go with harvey on this okay. one just because um he does mediate the alex and uh, mike drama he does decently well you know he shuts mike down but then he goes to alex later on like alex something going on um he also gets to the bottom of the Donna situation and they seem like they're on the same page roughly that, you know, sometimes they're going to date other people and it's tough, but they got to push through because they grown and they don't want to be together. And then, of course, um, Dr. Agard's good with him at the end of the episode, too. I, I, I'd go with Harvey just because, I mean, Rachel, she she's she's holding in there, but she hasn't made anything really strong happen for me in this episode. Okay. Um, not a lot of references here. Um, the wiki does have an interesting note that we get that Lewis tells Katrina that he got sued for sexual harassment before she joined the firm. She actually had been a part of the firm by the time that that Monica Eaton, Daniel Hardman lawsuit came up in season two, episode 14. I, I like Katrina. I want them to give her more than just Lewis's conscience. Mm -hmm. I've said this before about Donna in the past. You really have a good character with Katrina who they've completely just defanged. You know, she just seems so calm and collected, which is cool, but it's not a great, you know, character um, arc for her considering she was so fiery when she came on. Katrina, she was little Lewis at some point and now she's kind of like, no, nah, I've, I've mellowed, I've settled in. And it's probably great as a lawyer and as a person, but as for a television character, give me more Katrina stuff. Okay, then, Chappelle, we got a feedback question uh, or a statement, at least, from Patty, who says, best product placement uh, for a tagline, you just got spit up baby onesie. I have to say, this was cute for us in the reality mm -hmm. of the Suits universe. Does it make any sense? If you were Brian and you just got a, you just got spit up onesie for your baby. Is the, is the phrase yeah. you just got lit up so well? I know he has coffee mugs. Is that such a mm -hmm. widely known catchphrase? Like in the real world of Pierce Inspector lit 
that then to then jump off of that to a baby onesie you just got spit up in the same font treatment? At first, I thought the same thing. I thought like this is a very, very you know specific when Brian niche gives inside this to joke. His wife is she going to get it? She's going what? No, she's like what? What? What does that mean? We got spit up. Like I got spit up. Like the noun spit up. Like yes, thank you for the spit up, baby. Um, like, well, there's a guy yeah. in my office, Lewis. You know the guy. It's you know the, the guy thing. that wouldn't give me the time off, yeah. Lewis. We, yeah, we don't have to use it. We just have to accept the gift. Lewis Damn, lit. it's not that important. We don't and need has, explanation. The whole thing. Yeah. Of you just got lit up. Yeah, it's in his it's in his email signature as well. You know, uh, I'm assuming that it's everywhere. I'm assuming that it's on the on the mugs, on his email signature. You know, it's the tagline on his voicemail. You know, you reach the office of Lewis Lit and you just got lit up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like it's, it's in there. It's probably on the PSL. Yeah, yeah it's an ad uh, as well. Uh, but uh, Brian and Lewis have an interesting conversation in this episode because he tells Brian, you know, here's the spit up. Um, the 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 bib and uh or the onesie or whatever here you go and um thank you this is cool you know we're on the same page i'm very happy for you becoming a father and lewis says you can bring the baby to the office whenever you want brian listen to me and listen to me good this man kidnapped a cat do not he can't do not bring your your baby to this office do not bring your baby to this office. Do not bring your baby to this office. Rob, if we get an episode where this man brings this baby to the office and Lewis runs off with the baby, I will lose it. I am going to lose it. <laughs> he, like, do not let Lewis babysit. I don't care if you need to. Oh, Lewis, can you hold the baby real quick while I run to the... No, he cannot. He cannot be trusted. He stole a cat yeah. and, and damn near tanked millions of dollars for a company over a cat. He will kidnap your baby. I am let's be very clear. Yeah. All right. Chappelle, fun stuff today. Where can people keep up with what you're doing? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. I'll tweet it out. It's going to be a good time. Rob, we got nothing but Netflix coming nothing up. But, it's going to be great. But Netflix. We're going to be covering the real life squid game. And so hopefully you can uh, check that out. If that's something you might be interested in hearing us talk about. I'm at Rob Sestradino. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.